Welcome to the Par Bar Podcast, Episode 12, Genesis Chapter 2. Just as a reminder, working through the chapters of Genesis 1 episode at a time, I won't be able to cover every detail in every chapter, but I'll hopefully cover some details that will be helpful to you as you read. Well, in Genesis 2, remember that God had already made Adam and Eve, or uh, we're told that he made man on the sixth day. He made everything within those six days of creation. Man and woman, being his most glorified created thing, were made last and were given his image and likeness. They were made in the image and the likeness of God. Then God rested on the seventh day. We read that in the uh, beginning of Genesis chapter 2. Setting the pattern for us as we are to work six days at our labors and we are to rest one day. In Genesis 2, now is a zoomed-in look at day 6 of creation. Genesis 1 shows us the big-picture look at days uh, 1 through 6, and Genesis 2 shows us a more detailed look at day 6, in which God makes man. Genesis 2, verses 15 to 25, shows God placing man in the garden in Eden. And Genesis 3, following following this teaching, shows us what happened on day 7 of creation. Genesis 1 is the big picture look. Genesis 2 and 3 are the zoomed in looks, uh, perspectives on how God dealt with man. Notice also that in Genesis 2, the name Yahweh is now being used, whereas in Genesis chapter 1, Elohim, or just God, was used. The covenant God is now being revealed in Genesis chapter 2, and what we see is that Yahweh is a giving God. God gives man everything he needs for life and for faithfulness. God even gives man the gift of commandments to live by. The nations later in the Bible know of Elohim, the God above all gods, but this Elohim gives his covenant personal name, Yahweh, to his particular covenant people. We might phrase it with a nod to Romans chapter 1 like this. All men know that God exists, but not all men accept that God has revealed himself in Jesus. Well, God gives man two tasks. He is to cultivate creation, that is to beautify it, beautify it, adding glory to glory day by day, and he is to keep the garden. Now, whenever you read keep in the Bible, think guard. He is to guard the garden, and he is to guard everything in the garden, which includes his wife, Eve. Eh. Man's task is to do what God did. God made the earth progressively. He made it day by day, gooder than the last day. And Adam is to do likewise, laboring six days and resting on the seventh, bringing creation from glory to glory, just like God in whose image he is made. Adam would, for example, see flax out in the fields, and he would have to learn day by day how to make that flax into linen to make clothing. Adam would see apples over there, and over time he would glorify the apples into a pie. Adam, man, is to bring creation along from glory, from the glory of the garden to the glorious city of God. He would see down in Havilah and all the gems, and he might think to himself, I bet Eve would like to decorate our home with some of that, or maybe she'd like to wear some. And to do all this work of cultivating, of course, Adam will need help, so God brings animals 
but none of the animals are a fit helper for Adam's, for Adam's life. Animals will be used by Adam to accomplish certain tasks. That's true. Adam will even learn about creation from the animals, as we read in Proverbs chapter 6. But not one of these animals can fit his need. Man needs a woman. Man and women, uh, men and women need each other to accomplish dominion that God has given to us. God was not alone, for example, in making creation. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit created everything. And we who are made in God's image are not meant to be alone. Men and women need one another. The church needs the people of the church. It's not good for a man to be alone because God is not alone. And secondarily, of course, Adam is to guard the garden, which is the earthly sanctuary where God would meet with Adam and Eve. This is where God would come on the day of the Lord, the seventh day, to meet with his people and to evaluate their works, to bring them, as we'll find in Genesis 3, either blessings or curses. This garden is where God would come to see what his image bearers have done. We know that Adam did not guard the sanctuary. He did not guard the garden. He let the devil deceive his wife, Eve. That guarding task, as we will see in Genesis 3, was taken away, and it was given to the cherubim with the flaming swords. Man is now below the angels, because Adam submitted to a fallen one. Man originally held the keys of the kingdom of God, but they were taken from us and given to the angels. But now through the second Adam, Jesus Christ, we are restored. His people have come to their, back to their proper place. We are brought back into the presence of God, no longer in a garden sanctuary, but now worshiping in the glorious heavenly city. And we pass right by the flaming swords of the cherubim, so that we, the church, the bride of Jesus, might be his helpers as he pursues dominion in all the earth. This new Adam has come to undo and to restore all that the first Adam had broken. And we, his bride, help him to bring glory to glory on the earth. Thank you.